0: Hello and welcome to On the Island. I am Taylor Gaines and with me as always, he's not going to play it. He's not going to play the idol. He doesn't need to because he's not going anywhere. It's Tyler B. Commons.
1: Look, I'm just survivor confident. And once everyone hears about our fantasy this year, they'll understand exactly why. <laughs> you got that S-C-E,
0: survivor confidence energy.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. B B S E big survivor energy <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go that's what i was looking for how are you feeling ty how you been we haven't talked no. since the merge really which was about five episodes ago it looks like according to the survivor wiki it was april 13th so we haven't talked in like over a month
1: yeah i'm good i mean i i have to say and we've talked about it strictly in like the survivor sense on a personal level i'm also doing good i don't know if that's where your question was going
0: but with survivor terrible survivor great
1: (laughs) but with survivor i couldn't get into last season and i didn't enjoy it and didn't enjoy the cast but like this season has been great which is crazy because there was like a scenario going in my head of like i think literally everyone's gonna have an idol or an advantage this tribal council and it didn't end up working exactly that way but it There have been, yes, too many idols' advantages, whatever, steal a vote, double vote, all that stuff. But the cast, especially since the merge, has been really on board with each other and really vibing, and you can tell people playing hard. And I've just really enjoyed it. So you know, personal level, terrible, absolutely awful. But you know, (laughs) talking about Survivor, it's great. Your room
0: is in disrepair. I don't know what happened. I can see trees. There's like like the wall is gone. I, I don't know what happened there, but yeah, I think this is something we've sort of seen before where we like a lot of the cast. A lot of people we like make it a long way, but due to a combination of my bad memory and reality, I don't remember a time where this many people were playing pretty well. Like I looked at the jury at the end of this week's episode and was like, Wow, <laughs> that jury's stacked. like almost everyone there felt like they had a chance to go pretty far at some point with a couple exceptions, I guess. and the people that are left, with the exception of one person, I would say, are <laughs> are like playing in a way that positions them to maybe do something, you know like i'm I'm just like impressed by the quality of play, and I think people are working much harder than in past seasons to. Make moves, but also not really play the goat too much. You know, like a lot of people wait way too long and then it's over. And I feel like this season has been more impressive balance.
1: Yeah. And I I think definitely talking about the jury and everything, this last eight, everybody's, well, maybe the exception of one, seems like they have the ability to make a move, the ability to make a plan, and the ability to execute something. Um, so, you know, we often talk about the edit. There's this bait and switch of like, well, maybe this person's going home. Maybe this person is going home. Blindside, no one's going home (laughs) that we expect. But, uh, it, it seems like everybody's kind of poised to try and play their game. And it hasn't been like one captain the whole time. Everybody's having a week where they get to make a move or call a shot, which is kind of creating this feel of like, okay, we're getting to the end, and legitimately everybody feels like they're still in it. We don't know exactly how it's going to shake down, but at least for the last three and a half, four weeks or whatever, it's been really, really good Survivor.
0: Yeah, I would go so far as to say even the last three votes, like if you had told me three weeks ago that the last three people to get voted off were the final three, I would have been like, Oh yeah, cool. I mean, Hi, Drea, Omer, like that could have easily been the final three. <laughs> each one of them looked like favorites to win at different points in the season, and instead, one by one, they're all gone. And it's and each vote has been just as interesting as one before it. I think, at least with those
1: three. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of times when you look at that, and we have those feelings like Hi, Andrea, and Omer could be the winner, then we say recently the best players have gone out before the end but this season with I mean we'll we'll talk about it more but like Marianne making a move tonight was huge because then you get to see somebody who's still in at the end who has that resume and it's not just like hey we're the people on bottom let's band together and get rid of the people on top so I think that that is probably what's making me so excited for this finale coming up but especially since the merge, I think the season has been really, really strong. I can't believe
0: we're already to the finale, May 25th. we well,
1: fifth. actually, I should mention, we haven't done this in a
0: really long time. We're recording live after watching the penultimate episode. I love the word penultimate because it's only ever used when you're talking about television shows. I've never heard <laughs> anyone use the word penultimate except when they're like the penultimate episode of whatever. <laughs> but yeah, we, we're coming live right off of that I don't know how I was able to pull Ty away. He really wanted to watch Beyond the Edge before we talked, but I convinced <laughs> him to, to to save it for later.
1: As someone who doesn't watch live TV, but I did get to watch like the little intro that season, I was like, I would love to watch something with Ray Lewis and Metaworld World Peace. But then seeing <laughs> Metaworld World Peace clocked out early, I was like, well, he was always kind of a baby anyways. <laughs> yeah, I
0: I this is not a plug perhaps, but I use YouTube TV and it's like any old DVR where it will record the tail end of the episode so that like there's a minute of whatever comes after that we always have to watch. And the, how many episodes of Survivor have there been? Like 11, 12, like the 11, 12 minutes I've seen of Beyond the Edge, not very impressed. It just seems like (laughs) a weird bad version of survivor where like you don't vote people out and there's it's there's a host who's not jeff i don't know i you know we, we've we taken jeff for granted before but no more the main honestly the main problem with beyond the edge is they put an ad for it right before the return from every single commercial break so when i'm fast forwarding through the commercials because it's an island it tricks me almost every time like oh play <laughs>
1: and it's it's always the wrong island <laughs> um yeah I, I will say the host again for my one minute sneak peek before watching this episode live i had no clue that that show even existed so before <laughs> That's that impressive. yeah i just don't watch a whole lot of tv at this point in my life the whole ring the bell Cause thing things are and, bad like we talked and about and things not are really bad. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um the whole not being jeff and the whole just ringing a bell when you feel like going home not not as good i'd rather watch naked and afraid than whatever i always wanted to show is watch called. naked and
0: afraid i don't think i ever have you would think our it, survivor interests would transfer over a bit more
1: i actually looked it up because i had watched an episode of naked and afraid the other day while i was cooking and there's a former survivor player i can't remember who it was who then went on to like compete or play on naked and afraid Uh, um i don't think they made it through their allotted time if i if i remember looking at it but (laughs) anyways we're just talking about survivor i I love that we're talking about everything else
0: i also love how useless that anecdote was for any listener you're like it was someone (laughs) from survivor i don't know who but they didn't do that well anyway so (laughs) yeah it doesn't really matter (laughs) all right why don't we talk i feel like we're trying to to talk around what was a pretty exciting episode so i I'd like to start and we can talk about the jury as we kind of wrap up here and who's on the jury, but I would like to start by talking about the way that this vote went down because it's one of my favorite survivor things. If you've watched more than a couple seasons of the show or or, uh, more than an hour of any reality show, you could kind of see where it's going. Like as soon as they get back from immunity and Lindsay and Omer are talking to each other in a way where they're like, easy, we know exactly what to do. It, it reminds me of, you know, the thing on like cop shows and stuff where there's the one old character who will show up at the beginning of the episode and they'll be like, it's my last day before retirement. I'm going to go spend the rest of my life in the Bahamas with my beautiful wife and my children on my boat named USS Relax. Relax. And you're like, oh, this guy's gonna die, and then he like <laughs> dies like five minutes into the episode. That is what it felt like when they came back for immunity, because they were just on the next level of overconfidence. It was like, yeah, we have a plan. It's I think they use the word foolproof multiple times. It's <laughs> there's no doubt how it's gonna go. We have an immunity idol, but you know what? I'm not gonna use it. <laughs> it's <laughs> is it the last week we can play it? Yes, but nah (laughs) just just nah
1: yeah i never understand the logic okay so they kept explaining they don't want it to go back into play but do idols go back into play in final five like i feel like at that point does the amulet go go back into play because it's not even right it wasn't even a real idol it was like a (laughs) three-part amulet that's been whittled down to one so there was so many questions to that and then she just looked at omar and is like or omer and was like i keep saying omar because um mike still can't get it right but (laughs) uh, but uh, she just looked at Omar and she's like no you're not getting this and he's like okay i i mean what you're touching
0: on was kind of a big theme of this episode which is final six and all of a sudden everyone started playing way too safe like people who had been doing a good job up until this point were playing way too safe like you were just alluding to it, talking about like the fear to like put an idol back in circulation. It's like everyone was making decisions based off of a day they hadn't lived to see yet. Like they were Mm. all just like, well, this is what we got to do for final five. And that's why Marianne won the episode because she was the only one who was living in the correct day. (laughs) Like she was (laughs) like, uh, hello, you guys might think, oh, let's just vote Romeo out. We can take care of Omer tomorrow. But what you're not considering is that means we have to deal with Omer tomorrow. <laughs> and they were like, no, no, no. So I, credit to her because it didn't look like she was convincing them. And in the end, I guess she did.
1: Yeah, she. it was funny watching that dynamic of Mike, Jonathan, um, Marianne try to pull something off. Because, and we've talked about this, and I, I want to get your thoughts on this because it's what I noticed Was that's a group of people that generally never make it to the end and almost never work together. And like the oldest guy who is perceived as a big muscular strong guy, um, just the giant meathead looking dude like Jonathan, (laughs) the big strong guy. And then the youngest contestant, Marianne, who like has remember. I don't remember. Um, I think she said she was in seminary or college or something like that. So, um, so you're guessing. I mean, she's between eighteen and twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, some something in there. No, but I it it's, it's just interesting that. to see that that group of people kind of dictating a vote this oh, late 24. in the game. Yeah, twenty-four. Okay, so she's older actually than I thought she was. But it's interesting to see those three working together, and that that's really what struck me about this episode was. Yeah, Marianne was the only one really like playing for today, not looking ahead to tomorrow. But at the same time, I was just so amazed watching those three have pull this late in a season. And I think that's, you know, part of the casting. I've I've said it kind of from the beginning. Jonathan isn't going to be the typical strong man. And Mike surprised me, but surprised me by not being the typical strong man. So I think they did a good job of casting people that maybe fit the physique or the build, but not necessarily the personality you always see that comes along with it.
0: I also felt like this was Marianne's last moment to to do something like this. Mm -hmm. We've seen people in past seasons make big moves that are just too little too late where you're like, I'm sorry, you, you didn't do anything until right now. But she did it just early enough where she can point back and say like, I'm with the Taku four. We made it all the way to final six. You know, I was on the right side of the vote here, here, and here. I did this. I made this happen. And now she basically just needs one more big move, maybe another challenge win or something. And she could have a pretty good case at the end. And I think it's important that we had someone step up like that because as we alluded to earlier with Hai, Drea, and Omer going out one by one by one, We're all of a sudden left with like a bit more unheralded of a group here as far as strategy goes, at least in the way the show's been presented so far. So I'm really fascinated to know who you think is the top few favorites as we go into the finale, because we're left with Jonathan, as you mentioned, the big strongman, Mike, the old strongman, Marianne, who we just talked about those three. And then Lindsay, who I think we have only mentioned in passing so far in talking about her and Omer and romeo so i mean i i feel comfortable saying romeo is not going to win i i think earlier when i said there's kind of one person who's sort of out of it it's it seems like him it's it's almost i I don't want (laughs) to spend too much time on it because i I don't want to you know crap on people who are seem or who are edited to be struggling colossally but he at the end of every episode when they show the votes is always like voting for a random person. It seems it's like, (laughs) were you in any of these conversations? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel? How about you? How do you feel about this final five?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of my feelings are similar to yours. Um, I agree. Romeo, the way he's been presented, seems like he's on the outside and he is the goat being brought along to slaughter. Like Marianne, Said she can't just be the goat that gets brought along. I have to make a move, and she did that. So I mean, this episode makes right now, honestly. Again, we're recording right after we watched it, so we've got that you know direct emotional linkage to what just happened. But she seems, um, from a jury's perspective standpoint, like she's in the strongest position. And because she's got Mike and Jonathan, who don't seem to be the strategist, because Mike is just loyalty, 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 and Jonathan is kind of presented as somewhat clueless. Marion seems really strong. I think if Lindsay can make it through the next vote um, or the next two votes, if she can beat out Romeo, then I think that she could some way... somehow sneak away into the final three but the the ending of this episode really felt like it could just be a marianne jonathan mike final three that yeah, kind that's of kind that of how it's presented talked about. yeah yeah it's kind of how it's presented um and that's how it feels so i i think that those three have the strongest chance of winning but if i want to talk about like who i think is the best marianne comes out looking at the best right now and i really think Lindsay had some strategy and, you know, she was working with Omer and she had an alliance, but that alliance has fallen through. But I don't think that's any fault of her own other than not playing her idol for Omer tonight. So you can always falter with that, but it it seems like it's going to be tough for somebody outside of those three, um, either Romeo or Lindsay to win. But if they can somehow finagle their way into the final three, That's a strong argument for them to break up that three that made the good final move of getting rid of that high Drea Omer, people who looked really in charge for a
0: lot of weeks. It's interesting. Like, I I know this isn't a basketball podcast, but (laughs) I I feel like Lindsey and Omer, I don't know if the pacing is exactly correct for this analogy, but like they were like the Philadelphia 76ers of like, you know, they blow through this first round and you're like wow they're really on the rise they got they got some good talent i I like what they're putting together here and then all of a sudden there's like this crippling injury out of nowhere that they didn't expect where they're like we don't need to play the idol it's fine and then next thing you know joel Embiid is gone and he has <laughs> to go sit over on the jury you know like i because because really like in all seriousness like Lindsay was extremely unheralded by us by the edit for a lot of the season it felt i mean we probably just owe her an apology for ranking her i think dead last out of everyone at the beginning of the season so maybe hats off to her for giving dalton ross an interview that made her seem like she was going to be really bad at survivor i'm not sure but uh you know they were probably just having fun with it in retrospect (laughs) but But she was, like, really impressive. And I got to say, like, she's a challenge beast. Like, I feel like she's right that if they could get Jonathan out, she might not lose again. But, unfortunately, that part did not happen. So we're going to continue. Fortunately for us, I guess, we will continue to get to see them battle it out. But what do you make of her rise throughout the season? Obviously, tonight was a bit of a fall back down, but quite a move.
1: Yeah, she has really surprised me this season and in the opposite way of I think of someone like Tori I thought Tori was going to be great at the beginning of the season because she's got that psychologist counselor can't remember exactly which one she was I believe therapist yeah therapist and I thought that that was going to work really well for her being able to read people and read the room and it didn't she was just kind of sitting out in the cold on everything but not really a threat so why do you get rid of her and I think, you know, the inverse of that is you have Lindsay who has always been there and not really making moves. And she was kind of rising and becoming this force to be reckoned with. She she made her way into alliances through personal connections, which is what we thought she was really going to struggle with. So it's it's interesting to see that her personal connections have gotten her this far and it feels like just short of the finish line again i'm i'm totally running off the high and the emotions of this episode we just watched with the way i'm talking about it but uh, she's been good and the fact that she's also a challenge beast never hurts because then that just adds protection for your alliance because they know that okay well someone in our alliance has a free vote and is safe she's able to pull a little more sway when having those conversations pre-tribal. So I I think that she had a really strong comeuppance in this, like just ability to stand out by far and way better than we thought she was at the beginning. Comeuppance in a good way then. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not a negative.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think is going to win this battle? I I do think this divide that Omer has begun to carve out between Jonathan and Mike might be something that comes to a head even without him around because they are the two big strong guys left even though Mike is 57 and Jonathan's 28 but like who do you think lasts out of that duo is it just a matter of Jonathan having to win out do you think Jonathan does have some strategy hidden in there that we haven't got to see yet and because Mike and Jonathan have arguably arguably been two of the main characters of the season, I would say, and it's I'm interested to see how their their
1: story ends yeah i'm not I'm not really sure which one is going to outlast the other. It seems to me <laughs> whoever is closest to Marianne is going to be able to do that, but also maybe whoever's closest to Romeo because we see the intelligence that Marianne has had. If she could say, "Hey, Mike, let's go," you, me, and Romeo. I think Mike would totally be down for it. So, as much as I've liked Jonathan this season, even though he seems to not be strategically very strong, personality he seems, you know, kind and thoughtful. Even though he's got to have his two thousand calories every morning and oh, thirteen God. eggs and twelve pieces of cheese, and blah blah blah. I even, I, <laughs> um, <admit that. laughs> I, I think that ultimately if you're just looking for a straight answer i think mike outlasts jonathan and even if you know those three make the final three i could see mike getting votes thrown his way where i'm not necessarily sure i could see jonathan getting votes thrown his way
0: mike is fascinating because i feel like he's one of those characters that is talked up so much throughout the season as being like likable and if he makes it to the end he's gonna get a lot of votes he, like he's been talked up so much that now i'm like is he gonna get a lot of votes <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like He hasn't really led the way in a while. Um, He's certainly been on the right side of votes still because he's, he's usually in with the right people, but like it feels more like he's been reacting to things the last couple weeks rather than acting on things. And he is a prime example of someone who seems to have let his emotions take over, particularly when it came to high a few weeks ago and, similarly this week where he was just kind of like trying to uh was it this week or last week where he was just like i i, I this is what needs to happen because blah, 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 i can't remember all the details
1: it was both because this week he and jonathan were like no we just need to do the safe thing the safe thing and then the week before but but that's the thing where we keep getting told mike is going to get a lot of votes at the final but we don't right. necessarily know why as viewers yeah but the one of the things that I think could be really strong, again, speaking to his ability over Jonathan's ability, is the last thing we saw was both of them being told by Marianne, you know, let's make this move. And you know Jonathan doesn't necessarily flip because that's a lot of the frustration we've heard all season is he's just so set on one thing, I can't work with him. But if Mike was able to convince Jonathan, hey, this is the right move, even though we could argue Marianne was the orchestrator, Mike definitely was the one that had the final pull of flipping Jonathan because I think Jonathan and Marianne at one point this season couldn't stand each other. But they came together to make a move, and you know Mike might have been the mediator to do that. So it's, it's interesting because, yeah, we're getting told Mike is a great person. And honestly, if he could strategically flip Jonathan to not just vote Romeo off this week and bring that up in jury and convince us that he was smart enough, you know, to make the moves when he needed to. I think you could argue that he's definitely strategically competent where, where he needs to be.
0: I'm just going to say one other thing about Romeo, because I don't have much to add on him for the rest of the episode. Probably. Um, Romeo is seven years older than Lindsay. Anyway, moving on from that fact um <laughs> mind-blowing <laughs> i i wanted to point out something interesting especially because in the first two episodes jackson fox left he was part of the original taku tribe and maria was voted out also part of the original taku tribe until this episode no other taku had left in fact all but one ika has left and all but one Vati has left in the meantime. And I think it's an interesting case study for something that is the inverse of what we used to talk about a lot over the years. The idea that you earn your tribal council skills in that early part of the season when you go a lot and you learn how to manage adversity and alliances. But sometimes stats are stats, baby. And if you just keep winning and you're not going to tribal... That's going to be good. You know, here they are. They won a bunch. Thanks to Jonathan. And four of them were in the final six. Like maybe there's something too winning a lot of challenges.
1: Yeah. And the show definitely doesn't want us to know that. <laughs> I mean, if Jonathan's going to keep winning challenges, I just think back to the one where he's literally the only one that can compete holding a ladder up in the ocean in five foot waves. Um, like, it, it's mind-blowing, yes, to see that... Some, everyone talks about, you know, I came through the fire and now I'm here. They didn't. They they got rid of the... They trimmed the fat early, so to speak, not to not to necessarily just crap on those people, but, like, they got rid of who they didn't get rid of, and then they've been able to continue to move forward, and while they haven't always worked together seen eye to eye, like, they, they've been able to to accomplish what they need to accomplish. And yeah, I think winning immunity after immunity breathes good vibes, right? You just, as long as you don't absolutely hate each other, you can work with each other. It's nobody hated each other. That doesn't necessarily mean they loved each other. I talked about Marianne and Jonathan earlier, like they didn't love each other and they kind of drove each other crazy at certain points in this season, but they're here. So like you're saying, numbers don't lie they're there at the end so clearly there's something to say about winning and working together with winners for a long time
0: it's yeah it just to me it feels like almost like a debate about like advanced analytics in sports or something where like (laughs) like people are like keep those analytics out of my sports balls and the people who are who understand the numbers are just kind of like whatever man we're just honestly all of these numbers are just pointing to how can we score more points than the other team that's because le- like that's all we're really trying to do and like in a way that is what this this run of taku reminds me of because it's like you have to earn your tribal council stripes and blah 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 but they're like nah we could actually just win we could just keep winning and barely be <laughs> in the show for the first half of the season but it'll be fine because we'll make it really far it, it It's just impressive. Uh, Jonathan, I think if we had like a Hall of Fame board for all the podcasts that we've done, the seasons that we've covered, I think he would have to be on there for his performance and challenges this season. For sure. But uh, also interesting, three of the final seven from Canada, five of the final seven from either Canada or New Jersey. So this is just a very specific... (laughs) group of people we have here um for people who didn't know it was only the last couple seasons that they started allowing canadian contestants on the show and spoiler alert for you ty the winner of survivor 41 was the first canadian to ever win survivor and we have a chance to do it again i suppose marianne is from ontario drea and omer are the other two who made final seven by the way who are apparently canadian so hats off to them ty Before we sort of wrap up, I want to know, based off of the jury members we have, who do you think the favorite should be? Just kind of take me through. Like, we only have six jury members, so we still got a a couple we need to add. But we have Chanel, Roxbury, Tori, Hi, Andrea, and now Omer, too. Who do you think would vote for who when it comes down to it?
1: Yeah, it's it's a tough call because, I like I said, it feels like right now the final three is a lock, but whenever it feels like a vote is a lock, we know that that never happens. So really depending on the next two who go, I think Marianne could have a lot of pull. Um, being Canadian, being younger, we talked uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about the first people on the jury. You and I talked about this outside of this podcast. When Chanel and Roxroy were there... No, we don't talk outside of the podcast. (laughs) That's true. I forgot. We never do anything. We just (laughs) leave it open. Um, When Chanel and Roxroy were sent to the jury first, and then you had Drea and Marianne talking and playing their idol because the black people were sent first. But if you want to talk in like the political sense, Marianne might be able to pull the black vote. And I don't necessarily mean that in like a, let's Joe just Biden pit the way. races again. Yeah. Let's just pit the races against each other. But it, it, I think that that because they made a big point of it earlier on in one of the tribal councils could say there's people that are going to almost by default vote for her. Although I think she deserves it. I want to get that out there. I think Marianne was kind of a crazy loose cannon early, but she seems like she's tightened up her game a little bit at the end. I think High probably would have voted for Omer because Omer was perceived as a very strategic person. But we're hearing that everybody likes Mike, and I don't know why everybody likes Mike, and I don't know who likes Mike. So everyone thinks Mike's going to get votes, but I don't know why. So to (laughs) me, it seems like Marianne has the strongest case from what we've been presented with but yeah, that doesn't like, I, I necessarily like equal truth
0: i feel like we can't overestimate how big this week's move was for her because now I'm, I'm i'm like looking at the jury i'm like chanel was kind of tough to read when she was on the show but mm-hmm. like i could see her voting for marianne i don't know who else she had a close relationship with because she was on the vati tribe and Her and Mike didn't seem to get along super well, so I don't even know if she would vote for Mike. Roxroy, I think would vote for Marianne. The only other person I could see Roxroy voting for would actually probably be Mike or Jonathan because he was very like man, man, strong man. So I I could I could imagine like a world in which he does that. But yeah, I see him going Jonathan. Tori's another young kind of emotional player. Like I think she could definitely be drawn to Marianne, especially after this move that she just made. I think high was close with Mike for a long time, but is just someone who seemed impressed by gameplay above all else. So like there you are Marianne again. And then Drea and Marianne formed a bond that I think might, like you alluded to might go outside of the game and it would probably be hard for her to not vote for Marianne. And then like even Omer, like he was so impressed in the moment. He was like, you did this? And she was Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And he was like, damn, you got me. So like, The jury looks really good for her, and if I were everyone else, I would probably be like, "Eh, we got to watch out for her in the next vote.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I do think, weirdly, Lindsay's in a weird place where I don't think anyone liked her because everybody was like, hey, we need you to win so we can get rid of Jonathan. Which, again, they never got rid of Jonathan when they had chances to do it, but... I could also see the jury kind of going for her because she was kind of their champion for a long time, even though her her tribe, her group of people have slowly been added to the jury. I think that she does have relationships with all those people and they kind of viewed her as you're the Jonathan stopper. You're the the one that's going to do this. And she also had a little bit more strategy, you know, hitching a wagon with Elmer and, a lot of times I think dictating those conversations, we got to see Omer's interviews a lot more, but I think she had just as much strategic input as Omer. So I I think that if you're looking at gameplay and she can make it to the final three, which right now feels like an outside chance, but you never know. Like you said, it could flip on Marianne next week, right? And we could have a Jonathan Lindsay Omer or Jonathan Lindsay Romeo final. And in that, I see Lindsay winning. So it's you want to say the show is still wide open. It doesn't feel wide open with the way this episode was edited. But like, it really depends who those final three are there. And if you get something like Marion and Lindsay there, I think you could see a split in that jury. And I don't know where those people are going to fall. Yeah, because we also have
0: to consider who the people who are left, who will wind up on the jury because mm-hmm. like if jonathan goes would he vote for marianne like he they were kind of at odds a lot like would yeah mike... i think he's another mike vote yeah and like would, would mike vote for Lindsay? like it's it's hard to tell who would vote for who because they haven't really other than Omar, <laughs> they haven't really highlighted someone as like the social god who's like friends with everyone um mm-hmm. I, I do want since since omar's gone i do want to mention like I think what was cool about the way he played was, you know, you and I have talked for years about driving from the middle and kind of always wanting to be in the middle when it comes to these votes because that leaves you as the decision maker. But a lot of times that has been people who were just kind of flip-floppy and, like, they were like, "Eh, here I am again. Oh, shucks, it's me in the middle. (laughs) And I think Omer really drove from the middle like really drove in a way that I haven't quite seen before where like he knew he was in the middle and he was trying to be in the middle and he never put himself out there too far until he did (laughs) you know
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and in addition to that seeing Omer break out of his shell of who he is you know he's that he's that guy that we've been getting a lot of like personal info of like I would never take a risk in my life. You know, I was quiet. I was shy. I was terrified of the world kind of character. But he came out and he kind of became his own. And for lack of a better term, grew up, grew into who he more wanted to be on the show. And like you said, that's taking a driver's seat in the middle. He definitely wanted to own that decision making. Is that where where
0: they drive in Canada? Is it just right down the middle? Like... (laughs) Here it's on the right, England it's on the left, Canada it's just right down the middle. Yeah, whoever
1: gets to the middle of those two yellow lines first, you win. <laughs> everyone else is just stuck in, uh, in uh, oh my gosh, traffic jam. Words right now. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is going to sound lame for everyone listening to this podcast, but <laughs> I I start work early now, so I go to bed early, and it's like my bedtime. It's only 10 o'clock, yeah, but it's we, like my bedtime. I'm Ty's ready gotta to go. ted has got to go to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah but I to just touch on your point, I do think Omer did a great job of wanting to be in the middle and dictating the vote and working multiple angles because you know the last few weeks we've got to see him essentially manipulating Mike, but also like working with Lindsay in that, so it's it's interesting because Lindsay and Mike don't work together, so you see him having conversations, and Mike was kind of catching on to it at certain points, and you saw that, but yeah, Omer definitely owned his spot in the middle. Um, I guess, so this is uh, this is another, this is an interesting question. What did you think of Drea's this, leaving
0: speech? This is an interesting of, question.
1: What did you think of Drea's leaving speech when she was like complimenting and commenting everybody? <laughs> and she's like, hey, Omer, you're going to win. And he's like, thanks for the kiss of death. I and then he's gone. I, yeah. right, I like, how that. do you I, Do you think that was truth? Do you think she had a really good perception of where the game was actually at that we don't necessarily know? Or like, what did you make of that?
0: I I mean, I definitely thought that watching it, like it seemed like Drea was very good. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I yeah. think what was fascinating about that episode that everyone talked about, the, the one where Rock Story and Chanel got voted out back to back and then uh, Drea and Marianne played their idols. I think what was interesting about that was like, I know their reaction was true because I know their reaction was not what would benefit them in the game. Like they both burned idols. They didn't want to use Andrea kind of had to expose like how much she had thought about what she was doing strategically and all the advantages she had in a way that like, I was like, I'm not sure if this is even good for her to, to have had this happen. I mean, it's I'm sure it's good for to start conversations and people to to talk about it obviously but like within the game i was like oh no like (laughs) she went from like a really powerful player to like now she's (laughs) probably going to be in a lot of trouble so that i i I think her leaving speech was cool because it really sounded like she knew what was going on and and i thought it was kind of just a fun way to go out to just be like how can i fire a shot at every single person left (laughs) because you know so many people go out the same way where they're just like oh shucks and it was fun to watch someone try to, like, impact the game on the way out. I don't know. I, I enjoyed that,
1: Yeah. I, I just thought that it gave us a nice glimpse into what was really happening, necessarily, because we don't always get to see what's really, really happening. Yeah, but I, also I was almost thought convinced was... This,
0: this week's episode was going to be a classic producer blindside. Like, I was like, Lindsay and Omer cannot possibly be this dumb. They're going to do the producer blindside, have them play the idol, and we'll be like, "Ah, they knew mm-hmm. but no,
1: no, it did not uh it did not shake down that way, ty, you want to
0: know where you're at fantasy wise oh baby do I for those who don't remember, we did a draft before the season started i have I have one person left for, <laughs> from from the nine that I initially drafted, and I gotta who tell might you, that be Taylor I, I gotta <laughs> tell you, I don't feel good about it ty uh it's just Romeo. Mm -hmm. I mean, Romeo has earned me a total of 11 points throughout the season, but I don't feel good about his chances, especially because your team has four people left. Still (laughs) Jonathan, Marianne, Mike and Lindsay. And, you know, we don't have to get into how the scoring works. Uh, Tweet me if you want to know more, but Ties up by like fifty points. It's not close. I, it's, I'm not gonna win. So, congrats on a, on a great draft, Ty.
1: Thank you. Um, I'd like to thank uh, God and the Survivor gods and Jeff Probst. Even though you still not cast me on your show, even though I've applied multiple times. That's the Holy Trinity. That's um, actually all. Those are all one <laughs> in the same. God, the Survivor <laughs> gods, and Jeff Probst is just one being. <laughs> I'd like to thank CBS and Paramount Plus and um chris rock chris rock for getting slapped in the face i gotta thank him (laughs) um (laughs) just for that
0: wow yeah did we talk about that on this podcast i know this is i don't definitely not an oscars podcast but no wow i was watching live and i don't know that i've ever experienced a moment like that in my life but i don't know if that's even worth saying because everyone else has already lived through that months ago anyway we're here we're back (laughs)
1: we were back yes um i'm very happy i won this year of survivor fantasy i really think that one thing that helped was jonathan and mike not just being giant douchebags like muscly douchebags like most of the muscly guys are um and i, I really think that that helped because i am pretty sure i picked up jonathan like second maybe third in the draft so um he's or, done well Yeah, he was your second all pick, those points f- early
0: he was your second pick the fourth pick overall so. Good, good stuff. My first... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't want to go live the draft order over?
0: I, I mean, my first three picks were Daniel, Lydia, and Jackson. And then my fourth or sixth was Tori, High, and Zach. My seventh pick was Omer, which was pretty good pick in retrospect. And then Romeo and Maria. Just like horrifying draft results for me. Um, For the record, you picked Chanel first, so your first pick didn't pan out, but then you went Jonathan, Roxroy, Jenny, Drea, Marianne, Swati, Mike, Lindsay. Actually, can you believe that? Mike and Lindsay, two of the last three picks overall, and, and Marianne, Mike, and Lindsay were three of your last four picks, and here we are yeah so maybe what just, i'm saying is we don't have any idea what we're talking about
1: <laughs> we don't have any idea but we have fun and that's really what counts with this show is just come back and have fun don't don't let it ruin your day when it's Apocalypse. <laughs> i've let that ruin my day too often
0: oh great tribal last week by the way we just, we're not doing recaps of every moment at this point obviously because we haven't been doing weekly episodes but very fun i i i think the knowledge is power advantage is the only one i've liked out of all the ones they've added over the years because it's just like it's so funny to watch someone ask and just be like
1: no <laughs> that was that was a great moment um, also it's paired very perfectly. surprising that mike did it i was very yeah, surprised mike did it which was... is what made it so much better because it didn't feel like a, a producer blindside it yeah. felt like a legitimate holy crap he did that <laughs>
0: Impressive pairing by the way. Um that great tribal with one of the dumbest twists they've ever had, which is the uh do or die what the do or die game whatever it's called where you have to like pick a box if you pick the wrong box you go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that was uh that was a little sketchy. Um it it had to work out that way otherwise I, I would have lost. I can't I imagine. We it.
0: probably would have had emergency complaining podcasts just like in the old days. I think <laughs> But it, it's made a little better knowing that it's a 50-50 shot, I guess. Because um, they, like, they present it as a 1-in-3 chance, but then he immediately takes one away and it's like, all right, you can change. So, like, no matter what she picked, he's always going to take away one of the skull ones and then give her... So, like, if if he always does it that way, it will always be, always be 50-50, but whatever. Not interested. Not interested. Survivor 43, drop the 4, add the 3 subtract the two the, let's start over you know you follow you <laughs> subtract follow the ty.
1: Subtract the two you're number one here is just healers versus hustlers <laughs> <sighs> uh, get back to us once
0: you figure out who was on naked and afraid
1: oh yeah i i even googled it while we were podcasting <laughs> and i couldn't find it again so it, it really wasn't that important and it wasn't that impressive <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right ty let's this is a moment of truth We've done this for a lot of years, both on and off air. Tell me, who is going to win Survivor 42?
1: Survivor 42, I've got to make a pick. I don't want to go with the safe pick, so I am going to... Well, the perceived safe pick from us watching the show. (laughs) So I'm going to go with Mike. Even though I think Marianne's had the strongest one. I think Mike is somehow going to sway the jury and be able to take home the million dollars.
0: There you go. I will I, I I guess I should also should I pick something interesting? I feel like Marianne's gonna win, to be honest. I, I think it's gonna be Marianne. I That's it's, what
1: it feels like, which would be I mean, but in a normal season, like that's crazy having the yeah. young, loud, most childlike, even though apparently she's twenty four, which isn't that young, like <laughs> is gonna win. Like that it that in a normal season is totally outside the realm of possibility. So yeah, she's, she's proceed. I really think that it's Marianne, Mike, or Lindsay with the chance to win. I think lindsay has got the hardest route, but if she can survive it, I think that that's going to be another feather in her cap when it comes to final jury.
0: Yeah, I don't think Jonathan has much of an argument despite his physical dominance. He hasn't really done much otherwise. Romeo is a wild card. I mean, he could still pull through and win my fantasy team some points. <laughs> um, no, I mean, him and him and jonathan much different routes to a very similar result which is i don't think either of them would get a single vote but yeah we'll see i I think it's going to be fascinating i i love two-hour episodes it's always fun to wrap up the season with a big long two-hour episode so uh, we're looking forward to that and we'll be back to talk about it all to wrap it all up maybe with a friend maybe not we'll see (laughs) (laughs) Turns out you're not the only one who doesn't watch every episode of Survivor anymore, as I've learned from a few of our friends that I've reached out to.
1: But uh, we shall see, Ty. How 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 are you feeling? Sleepy? I'm feeling sleepy. I'm feeling tired. Um, I know we don't talk about the challenges, but that um, immunity challenge in today's episode, like, I was just thinking about it. That was legitimately a very long challenge. (laughs) The way they had to, like run back the... and forth and get those ste- get the steps then they yeah. had to do that crazy ladder then they had to build a puzzle like there was just there was a lot of moving parts to that and i really think that, that was probably one of the longest challenges of the season
0: it's probably one of the longest podcasts we've ever done too
1: it's getting there we we used to have we used to have some marathon episodes
0: no, that's true. We used to, we've talked for <laughs> hours and hours i think people would never know because we edit them but you know we've probably we've probably had some
1: episodes we record for two and a half hours you know oh at least (laughs) it's mostly just editing out the dumb rants that i go on yeah and then getting confused a lot of them a lot of
0: them are just way in weird directions
1: (laughs) we we always talk about it not being a basketball podcast i wonder how much (laughs) basketball talk you've edited out of me (laughs) if we're being realistic there's probably a lot more than the people
0: actually realize uh the the what do you say? What do you call it? The, the on the island vault will one day be opened. That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh, gosh. You're just going to dump 172 hours of raw audio footage. <laughs> it is going to be glorious and terrifying. Whenever I need to get you not hired
0: for a job, that that's when I have it, you know? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm I just not responding. To I, don't, right? I don't know why he's crying. All right. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our live ramblings here. Come back next week. We're going to talk about the finale of Survivor season 42. Until then, he just wants some cookies and cake. That's Tyler B. Commons. I don't know. I gave you another tag. How do you feel about that? I gave you two. I don't usually do that. I enjoyed it. All right, Ty. Goodbye <laughs> oh, and good night. He's already. He's already. He's, <laughs> he's, he's. He's like under the covers. He, he couldn't even wait till we were done. He's. He's. Oh, he's on the pillow now. Okay. Goodbye. Oh, Bye. Goodbye. 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 If you wanna live here on the island, and you're gonna survive when you're gonna be living a life on the island, and you're living a survivor on the island. I'm not good at making these things up as well.
1: <laughs> that is uh again